friends. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Welcome to Ships on Fire. We are inviting you into our journey as we share our struggles, our victories, and all the in-betweens. We'll dive into relationships, discipleship, and leadership. We're passionate about our friendships and our story of courtship. So join us as we set ships on fire. Hey, welcome to another episode. I'm Jess. Hey, Keola here. Welcome to Ships on Fire. Welcome to May. We've been waiting in anticipation for May because businesses are supposed to be opened back up. Lockdown is supposed to be lifted, or is it? I have no idea. On today's podcast, we want to just check in with you. How are you? Right now, it's been tough for some, even folks who have been rooted. And also, there's some people who it's been business as usual. So how are you? Has anything cleared up for you? Little by little, businesses are thinking about opening back up. You know, restaurants are preparing for dine-in service. The gym is looking to open up and start workouts. Church is looking to prepare and, and how do we start gathering again? Are we gathering in groups of 10? Or are we gathering in groups of 50? We don't know. So there are some still sitting in fear. Some are still sitting in worry. Of course, some of you, you're, you're ready to get back to work, right? Some are ready, yet still a little cautious. And there's some in the boat of, well, let me just wait and see what happens in Georgia. So where do you fall? I just want to acknowledge all of the feelings that's going on. I can empathize with you. It's real. But we know in uncertain times, God's promises are certain. So as I think about uncertain times, what does the word uncertain mean? So I looked it up and it says not able to be relied on, not known or definite. Let's take a look at it. So not able to be relied on, right? We got the news. I mean, who knows what the news is telling us? One day it's one thing. The next day it's another thing. Sometimes it's friends. And then based on opinion, people form their new opinion. So opinions get changed day by day. Then we look at not known. You know, I don't know what's going to be open. I want to work out, but the gym's probably the last place I want to be when it comes to cleanliness and germs. You know, when can I go back to work? How's my 401k doing? Um, I know that's just something that we just don't know about. And then definite. Is it the first? Is it the eighth? Is it August? Will schools be open? My sports and my kids and, and all that they have. It's just not definite. But in uncertain times... God's promises are certain. So Jess, could you share with us, you know, how you are doing and how you've been using God's promises to help you through uncertain times? Yeah, so I've been trying to rest in the promises of God. So I've been just reading his word a lot lately, and that's been really helpful. So when I read his word, I want to also rest in his promises But I think, like, how do I rest in his promises and why is resting in his promises so hard? So there's so many reasons. There is an enemy that is prowling around like a roaring lion trying to attack us at our weakest moments. So 1 Peter 5, 8, he's looking for the chinks in our spiritual armor and trying to tempt us to doubt God's promises, just like he did with Adam and Eve, raising thoughts like, 
Is God really good? Or this one, maybe our faith in God is weak. Maybe we've been leaving thoughts of God to Sundays only and haven't been cultivating our relationship with him every day. So David from the Bible is a really good example. He knew how to rest in God's promises. David knew he had to hold on tight. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. The Hebrew word cling means to stick to, cling to, hold on to. So I'm trying my best to cling tightly onto God's word and God's promises. Also, David rested because he had confidence in God's character. David fully expected that God would destroy or stop his enemies So clinging tightly to God filled his heart with joy and praise. Verse 11, the king will rejoice in God. So I need to renew my mind every day with God's word. It says in Romans 12 2, it says in the New Living Translation, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I want my mind to be transformed and not think like the world, because when I see what's going on, it's crazy. It's out of control. There's a lot of fear, and I know I can easily become a crazy person and fear-driven and just constantly let my mind run. But if I'm super careful and intentional in just saturating my mind with God's word, it just helps me to get through through life, especially right now, this time. Yeah, you got to love David, right? A man after God's own heart. So if there's one person from a standpoint of being after God's heart, he's definitely a good example out there. So Keola, I just shared a little bit about where I'm at. How are you? Where are you at right now? Uh, may I remind us we're in a battle. You know, most days I think I do pretty well. So I feel I feel good about that. But I can kind of get distracted, you know, of course, with the uncertainty of what's going on, you know, making decisions. There's so many decisions that need to be made at times. And, you know, it's uncertain. You can't make a decision. So sometimes I might get distracted at that. And then a lot of times I may be distracted by others. Should I worry, right? When I hear enough worry around me, then I start thinking, well, am I naive enough that maybe I should start worrying? I even allow your worries, you know, to affect me, right, Jess? So there, it's funny because just the other day I was reading, I think it was, I don't know how you say his name, Max Lucado. Um, I believe that's his name, but he had a quote out there and don't quote me, of course, as I quote this quote, it was, but you cannot worry and pray at the same time. That w- that struck me because yes, if I'm worried, part of it's even just sitting in fear. So I'm not naive, as Jess said, the enemy is here to seek, kill and destroy, right? So I'm not naive to the fact that there's an enemy that's trying to take me out. And it's going to use any means necessary, including others, to dry up the ground that I'm planted in. These leaves aren't withering. Jesus is the vine. I'm the branch. Apart from him, I can do nothing. But with him, the battle has already been won. So, you know, Jess has been talking about some promises. And she talked a little bit about some scriptures. God's word is God's word. He speaks to us through scripture. And this one scripture, we've been hearing it over and over and over from the beginning. In many talks, many other pastors out there, 
Um, and we even mentioned a couple of a couple of podcasts ago, and like we mentioned too, it's it's our son's life verse. But this verse is not going away. And I remember in the beginning, I kind of tried to avoid it because I kept hearing it. So I said, ah, oh, maybe it's getting played out. But may I remind you and encourage you that when you hear something from God more than once, that's something we got to pay attention to. So looking at Second Timothy one verse seven. God has not given us a spirit of fear or a spirit to run from battle, right? So he hasn't given that spirit of fear, but of power, you know, really boldness of a lion. For you ladies, like put yourself in that position. You're a majestic lioness. He gave us a spirit of power, spirit of love, his love. And he's also given that spirit of of sound mind. So when I think of sound mind, there's so much going on. There's a battle in our mind. So let's just make sure we're we're very careful with what we're medicating. People get they cringe when I talk about medication. Hey, if you need medication, like by all means, take what's prescribed to you. What I'm talking about more so is what are we medicating from a standpoint of strongholds, from a standpoint of sin, from a standpoint of walking away from Jesus during these times. The other day I heard a lady talking and it just spoke to me a lot talking about the enemy. And she was like, I know there's an enemy. We're going to be going against each other and you are not going to win. I'm going to win this battle. And that just stuck out to me. And it just it just kind of boosted my confidence that when the enemy tries to come in, that he's going to go go down. I have God's word that is stronger than anything that can take the enemy out. I just have to be aware and pay attention when the enemy is trying to come in and destroy me and destroy my family and destroy relationships. I just have to be extra careful and also of sound mind. So I know when he comes in that I can be prepared. And going back to Second Timothy, where does my spirit come from? Like Jess said, God. God has given us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, a spirit of sound mind, a spirit of self-discipline. So when you feel poor in spirit, right, we can rest as we talked about promises. We can press into Jesus because it's not by my might, but his. But here's his promise. Blessed are the poor in spirit. And I want you to think about that word blessed. Blessed is a state of well-being in relation to God. So Jess, as we talk about God's promises, what are some of those promises that you can give us to to encourage our friend that's that's listening to us right now? So a few of God's promises that came to mind are that Jesus said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. God will be a father to the fatherless. God will bring us to heaven. All the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places are ours in Christ. And if we need wisdom and ask for it, He'll give it to us. So also, God won't lie. He doesn't lie. Every word of God proves true. Proverbs 35. He is absolutely trustworthy and has proven so in the past. He said in scripture that he would create a great nation for Abraham, and he did. He promised a Messiah. Jesus Christ was the fulfillment. So God also won't change. He is faithful to his word. So if he says it, he will do it. And he has kept my mind peaceful when I focus on him. So it says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed Mm -hmm. on you in Isaiah 26, 3. 
So God also is perfectly holy. He doesn't make mistakes. And also God is Lord of Lords. So he is sovereign over the universe, both the seen and unseen things. So that that one, he is sovereign over everything. It kind of actually, for me, takes a little bit of like pressure off me. He's in control of everything. Nothing I could do, nothing you could do. It really doesn't matter. He's in control. Yeah, no, those are so good. Oh my goodness, we could go on and on, right? I mean, shoot, for me, uh, Psalms 4, 8, in peace, I will lie down and sleep. So like when I'm worried, I mean, how many times you're laying up at night and just worried about what's going on, like what's going to happen tomorrow? Um, Worried about you know, my job, worried about my kids and all those types of things. But but his promise says tell, says right here, Psalms 4, 8, in peace, I will lie down and sleep. Why? For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. And isn't that really what a lot of our fears come from, right? With this virus, safety. So also when I think about God's promises, they're important to memorize Plug them in deep down to your heart so when you are laying in bed and you are worried or you're fearful, you can pull those promises out and say them to yourself. I know sometimes when I'm laying in bed and I can't fall asleep, sometimes I'll look at Facebook. And then when I put my phone down, I'm, I could be angry. I could be more fearful. I could be annoyed. Whatever the feeling is, I never let, I never really leave feeling refreshed. So if I can lay in bed and meditate on his word, I know that I would fall asleep a lot more at peace. Yeah, no, I mean, and and the more you're in God's word, it just says like resting in God's word, the more you'll hear from him. You don't have to be reading the Bible at all times, right? Because you're you're so rooted into it. You know, the one for me that's been huge just over this last um, last couple of weeks, like I said, I've been in, in Psalms and I started off in Psalm 1 and I just wanted to go through that one one quick one. So Psalm 1 verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, the law, his instruction and on his law, on his instruction, he meditates day and night. And what's so powerful about that, friends, is I just want to share that with you because the other day I'm sleeping. Uh, of course, a little bit of worry before I go to bed. However, I fall asleep and then I wake up like in the middle of the night and clear as day, I hear Second Corinthians 3.17. The Lord is a spirit and where the spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. And that was so refreshing and it just comforted me. And I went and I slept like a baby. Um, and the other one was Romans ten thirteen. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Oh my goodness. I was just, I woke up that morning just refreshed. And of course I go outside and birds are chirping. It's beautiful. Nothing that morning was going to ruin my day because I just filled myself. God filled my heart with, with who he was. He filled my heart with, with, you know, just everything around me. I looked at the sky, the birds, not even the, the trash truck. The trash truck was coming around. And all I could think about was how this trash truck isn't uh, extinguishing the sounds of the birds. And it was actually just removing trash. So I was like, oh, yes, while, while, all while this beauty is going on, there's trash being removed. There's like we talked about in our podcast, two podcasts ago about cleaning our hearts. Like I just totally felt like my heart was just being so cleansed um, in that moment. Nothing was going to ruin it. 
A couple more promises about God, though, is that God will not deviate from his purposes. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does. Psalm 135, 6. And also, this is a huge one. God loves you. God loves me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only born son, that whoever would believe in him would be saved. So that's Amen. John three sixteen. Isn't that the one that Tim Tebow so proudly wore and the whole world read that verse? But um, anyways, God has a plan for me and has the power to accomplish it. So God has a plan for you. It's a good plan and it brings him glory. A quote I heard from A.W. Tozer that I think is really powerful is, What comes in your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about us. That's such good stuff, Jess. So as we get ready to wrap up, you know, what are some things that you could give to or, you know, what are some things you're processing that you could give so others can help process together and maybe help them through as we hopefully are seeing a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. So when stuff happens in my life, like I like to peel back the layers and get to the root of why it happens so I can give that wound or whatever it is, whatever emotion it is, I can give it to Jesus and be healed with it so I don't walk around forever with something going on in my heart. So some of the questions that I've been pondering and I think could be helpful to you to think about throughout this week is how have you responded to this crisis? What are some things that you could have done better different? Or are you pleased with how you've responded to this crisis? What emotions are you having now that some places are starting to open back up? And have you made any changes and what's going to be different going forward? What areas have been revealed to you during this time that we that you may want to dig deeper into? Yeah, those are all very good questions to just sit and ponder. And may I encourage you as you are sitting and pondering these questions, you know, lean into Jesus. I also got two more. (laughs) Okay, so do you look more like Jesus now than when the pandemic started? And last, did you invite Jesus along for the ride or did you surrender this time? He's with you and he is for you. Yeah, it's all good questions, Jess. And, you know, I think it's something that even I'm going to start pondering and uh, going through. So as we close up, I just, you know, want to leave you with encouragement. And, And like I said, one of the biggest things is just being rooted. He is the bread of life. He is the living water. He supplies all of our needs. I want to leave you with some encouragement. Be strong and courageous. In Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8, it says... But blessed, there's that word blessed again. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. We just want to leave that with you today. So be confident that you will bear fruit. Be confident in the promise that you will prosper and be confident in the promise that you are loved profoundly by the one who breathed life into your lungs. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. So we want to pray for you. Please send us any prayer requests you may have. 
And if we have encouraged you today, and I hope that we have, we want to know. Our email is in the show notes below. If you know of someone that this episode could help, please share it with them. And we are also on Facebook at Ships on Fire. So please like and share our page so that we can continue to reach people and help them move on the journey God has for them. Thank you again for listening to our podcast today. 